What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back for another episode of J and J. My guy, look, working all day, every day. How you doing? Yeah, bro. I'm fucking tired. But I'm here, <laughs> here to talk to some hoops, some fucking movie on news. I know you're sad about. Mm-hmm. And I know you got a USA game to rant about and fucking. That bullshit hugging fest with Mayweather and Paul. So mm, yeah, we got a lot. Go. We got a lot to talk about. So let's just get straight to it. Uh, we'll start it off with some NBA playoffs. You know, probably one of the biggest things going on right now in the sports world. Uh, my Lakers, man. Hey, they got they got eliminated. It sucks, but you know, it's injuries. Injuries are a part of a game, man. And wanted to ask you before we get into these second rounds, man. How, how, what were your reactions? What is the biggest shocker of you? Of uh of the first round of the playoffs, um, the the Lakers isn't too shocking just because they weren't healthy. But you know, like you said, that's sports. We've said it a bunch of times. You're not going to go into the playoffs or even in the regular season. You're not going to be 100. You know, injuries are part of the game, and try, plus their roster wasn't built for you know championship aspirations. If you really think about it. Just a lot mm-hmm. of young guys. Besides Caruso and KCP, they've done it, but they just didn't show up this playoffs. But, um, yeah, I'm not too surprised. It's just, I don't know, to think that this Lakers team can kind of retool their roster with the salary cap issues they're going to have next season. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting offseason because I've heard a bunch of rumors. I've seen a bunch of rumors. Colin Sexton, Russell Westbrook. Obviously, the far-fetched one with Damian Lillard. I don't know. They need they need a point guard. Obviously, Rondo was missed this mm-hmm. playoff run, and I don't know. We'll see what they listen, do. Listen, listen. I'm going to go on a little rant. Um, I'm a little pre-rant to the rant I'm going to do about Julio. Um, I I love the Lakers. They're my number one team. You know that. Everybody knows that. Right. Lakers are my, are my blood and stuff. But, look, Jesus Christ, I am – I like LeBron. He's he's one of the greatest players in the league, greatest players in the world, greatest players we ever had in our in our history of NBA. But Jesus Christ, there's one thing that I don't know if I'm the only one that sees this. I'm sure a lot of people out there would probably agree with me, man. I just looking at the X's and O's of games, and this goes back to his first year in the NBA, man. He he's such a primary ball handler that it just makes it it kind of demotes and point guards that play with him. Like you see, you see Schroeder having a season that he had prior to joining us. And then, you know, you see what he has this year where he, he doesn't, he isn't as effective as he was when he played with the Thunder in those teams prior. Um, you look at another example. I mean, you can, I guess you can kind of say Kyrie Irving too, uh, when he was in Cleveland before LeBron, obviously, you know, he was way more successful and had way more accomplishments when LeBron was there. But looking at that during that tenure, Kyrie had his moments when he had played great with LeBron, but then there was a moments where he was just had to take a step back just because LeBron is such a, a primary ball handler. And then you look at it in Miami, they didn't they didn't need a point guard to win those chips that they won. And I mean, LeBron's literally the point guard of that team. And it kind of haunts me and it scares me because, yes, like you brought out those names, Russell Westbrook, uh, Colin Sexton, shit, maybe even Damian Lillard if he ever somehow comes here, which I highly doubt yeah, will happen. I doubt it too, but yeah. I've, heard, I've just seen it. You know, but when you look at all those point guards that you're naming out there, I mean, really, how effective can they be with a team like LeBron in there? Like, LeBron literally needs the ball. He's not a, He's not going to learn how to cut the, cut as much. He's not going to learn how to post up as as this late in his career as much as he as we would like. You know, it's, 
it's it's very toxic to me that and I see it all the time when LeBron's out of the floor and people say it all the time I agree when LeBron's not playing um you know that team it just is not as good and obviously it isn't you know by by all means if you look if you go look at the numbers I mean clearly the Lakers are a very bad team without LeBron on the floor but I think that's also a part of him that's just him having the ball in his hands in every possession that the the team just is not used to having another point guard out there when LeBron's not playing. And I think that haunts him. And, and ever since his rookie year, man, like, you know, he's, he has all those stats. He's such a great player. He's such an accomplished player. One of the goats, but like, I re- I truly do believe this is something that not a lot of people talk about where he, he just does not need a point guard because he is a point guard, but you know, we always talk about how he needs one. And to be quite well, frank, like, I, I just, I just don't see him, man. Like I point guards, any, any point guard that plays with LeBron with the exception of possibly Kyrie Irving is not going to play good with LeBron on the team. I bring up point guard just because like you said, when he's not on the floor, they're God awful. Mm-hmm. No, I like a ball handler. And I don't know. I just feel like they're missing that. Like, Ball dominant scoring guard. That's why I brought those three up. But I don't know. Like, I I agree. Um, he's in that. I don't know. He's in that mindset of like, you know, he already knows what he wants to do. So it's gonna be hard to break that, you know, cycle of him always dominating the ball, not cutting like you said, not, not posting up more than you know he should. Because he could play bully ball whenever he wants. It's just I, I don't know. He only does it when he feels like disrespected, like with Crowder <laughs> or whatever, like. Like, the Mavericks series, I think, got to him. He learned how to post up more. But, like, since then, it's just, oh, whenever somebody rubs him the wrong way, let me post their ass up. Like, do that shit all the time, bro. Nobody's stopping you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's the, the perfect option for me would be Beal, but that's, like, way out there. I don't think Beal's ever going to go to L.A., but. No, no Beal, way. Beal would be the, the perfect fit for that team. No way. I mean, the Lakers, uh, we do need players desperately. Just the roster we have was not going to do it. And I I, yeah. I, just, I think it's a long shot to get a superstar. I really do. It's yeah. going to happen. And to be quite honest, I don't want it to happen. Um, as much as I love the Lakers, I don't want to have another super team out there. I really don't. Just for the better good of the NBA. I already hate the Brooklyn Nets as is. Um, <laughs> if they didn't have James Harden, I'll probably be rooting for that team right now. But they, I mean, even though he's not playing right now, I still hate that team just because they have him there with them. And you know, I just just for the better of the men of the league, I don't want a super team happening. So, for all you Whoa, people listening, don't don't think I'm one of those Flaker fans who wants Damian Lillard, fucking Bradley Beal, and all well, them boys. Unfortunately, they opened up the can of worms, so there is going to be another super team next year. Just don't know who it's going to be. That's true. Because now everybody's going to want to compete with them, and nobody can at the moment. Like mm-hmm. look at Milwaukee. Like Milwaukee's getting torn up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, but. Um, I mean, it's just a matter of who's gonna do it. You know, who's gonna have the ball to pull the trigger? But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man. I mean, let's just get straight to it. I mean, I just I had to say that about LeBron. Not a lot of people talk about it, and I feel like I'm the only one that sees it. Um, I know you agree with me, but I'm curious to see who out there is that listening, or anybody out in the world that sees basketball the way we do. If if they notice yeah. that LeBron's such a primary ball handler that he kind of just. It, it hurts the point guards in that team, and that's why I think Shorter didn't have a great year. And I think that's why he – I think well, that's the reason why he don't – My bad. But Shorter didn't have a great year because he's playing for a contest. This mm-hmm. is trying too much things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just trying to get that point out there. Like, he's playing for a contract year, and I know he wants that 100-plus million 
Yeah, he'll get it. He'll get know. it somewhere else. Not yet with the I don't know. I don't think so. I, I mean, I could I see New York doing it. If Derrick Rose leaves, then New York could do it. But I don't know. Who knows? Well, we'll, we'll have that discussion later in the yeah, summer uh, once finals is up. Let's just get straight to it, like I said. I mean, I know I keep delaying it. But, I mean, hey, second round, good good matchups here. I like him. Um, let's just go with the most boring one, in my opinion. Let's just start with the Clippers-Jazz, man. I mean, I want to be quite honest with you. I'm probably not even going to watch. That's the only series I probably won't watch. I don't like the Clippers. The Jazz are very boring for me to watch. So, you know, I'll just wait to see who's going to be the winner of that series after. Uh, but who you got, man? You know, it's crazy. Uh, I got the Clippers. I feel like the Clippers, now the door is open for them to make the finals. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go through L.A. They beat the Mavericks, which I thought the Mavericks were going to beat them. Mm-hmm. They didn't. But they're going to beat the Jazz. They're going to take advantage of that Rudy Gobert matchup, which everybody does always when they have a small lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whoever wins the Nuggets-Sun uh, series, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I don't know. The Clippers, how they have their best chance to make the finals as long as they don't choke like they always do. Yeah. Yeah, no. I got the Clippers easy. Yeah, same. I mean, I picked the Clippers um, when the playoffs started. I didn't think they were going to go this hard with the Mavericks. Uh, but yeah. I just told them the Laker team was not going to do it this year. And I, I truly did believe the Clippers were going to make it. This is going to be their year to take the Western Conference. And, I mean, now that you said it, you brought it up, it's just true. I mean, it's going to be the easy path now. I mean, the Jazz are a tough team. Let's, they're not they're not going to be ones to bunch, mess around with. But like you said, small yeah. ball. Small ball killed the Mavericks when they played them, uh, having ball on a lot. So, I mean, it's going to hurt Goldberg with the with the Jazz, too. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. if It'll be an interesting matchup, but I'm not going to watch, to be quite honest with you. Let's just move on. Clippers. Are gonna I, I get hey, How bro, many? We'll, we'll talk about Luca. We'll talk about Luca in a bit because I actually going to say. Yeah, I actually do want to talk about Luca because I want to bring up top five discussion in, in a little bit with this show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, how many games you got here? I'm going Clippers in six. Same. Okay, cool. Yeah, five or six, but most likely six. Clippers and six. All right, cool. Well, we'll go ahead and leave it there. Uh, let's just stick to the other Western Conference matchup. Suns, Nuggets, man. I'm currently watching the game. Um, I will tell you before watching this game, though, um, I love this matchup. This is my favorite one to watch this year, this round. Um, I just know yeah. it's going to be so competitive and stuff. But let me hear what you got here for this series. Um, so, to me, whoever wins this series, I think – I, I don't know. I, I I just said the Clippers, but I didn't think the Clippers were going to advance. But I honestly thought whoever won this series had the best chance to go to the finals, just the path that they had. Because I thought it was going to be Mavericks, Jazz, and I had the Mavericks winning. So I would have said Nuggets or Suns would have gone to the finals with whoever they would have played in the conference finals. But um, the Suns, I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit with the Lakers. I mean, they, they, got, a, they got a lucky break with Anthony Davis getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but Devin Booker, man, he's stepping up. Like finally, you know, after all these years with having shitty teammates and a bad team put around him, he has a team that, well, he has a Chris Paul, you know, that can motivate him. And DeAndre Ayton is playing out of his mind a little bit, and you know they're getting what they need to get out of these role guys. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I have the Suns winning in six. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're the better team. I know Jokic is good. MPJ is playing better, but I just have the Suns beating them. Not easily, but I think they'll split the series in Phoenix, and then we'll start to see the Suns take over the series pretty quickly. 
but I have him in six. Mm-hmm. No, and this is this is where I would uh, say the Jamal Murray factor would come in and hot the Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, 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 the Nuggets were healthy. Honestly, they would have been the team to beat. But. Yeah, definitely. I agree. But, I mean, with Jamal Murray, you need a point guard to go out there and compete against CP3. CP3 is just one of the best leaders in this game, and he's going to be the one that takes him over the hunt. I'm going to go Suns in seven, though. I do think this series is going to be very competitive. Uh, it looks like the Suns will probably take game one now, looking at it. Um, but this is going to be interesting, man. I mean, the way Joker plays against everybody, it's 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 crazy. It's, it's you know, MVP-type caliber stats that he puts up. But, I mean, against DeAndre Ayton, I just feel like DeAndre Ayton, we talk about Devin Booker a lot. This guy, also DeAndre Ayton, is on the come up. And he's making a name for himself out in the league, and he's bullying people uh, down in the post and in the paint. So, I can definitely see him giving me troubles for Jokic, which is gonna me- ha- which means that other Nuggets players are gonna have to step up, like Austin Rivers and you know um, MPJ and all them boys, Aaron Gordon. But I just don't see it happening at all. I feel like this this Nuggets team, as good as they are, it's, it, they're gonna rely on Jokic a lot, and I don't think he's gonna be able to yeah. deal with Aiton playing him all the time. So we'll see. I mean, I'm gonna go like I said, Suns in seven. I am liking Booker stepping up now, but I'm focusing more on DeAndre and how he can handle Jokic in this series. And definitely no one's going to stop CP3. He's going to have a great series, and this is why I think they're going to go far. I just want to also point out, remember when we we, we both, you and I, I, just, I keep wanting to refer to it because, God damn it, it feels good to be right now. Nobody believed in the Suns in the beginning of the year when CP3 got traded. And you and I both said this team's going to go far in the playoffs. Um, and it's looking like it, man. It's looked like they're going to make the Western Conference Finals. I still think it's too early to make that last place to championship jump. I, st- I think they need a year to, like, get experience. And, you know, next year the Suns are going to be really serious, man, if they keep this core together next year. I will tell you that right now. The Suns will make uh, the finals next year. If there's no super team, obviously. But. After this, this is their best chance. Mm. This is their best chance. Oh. Um, as far as – like we said earlier, the Lakers can make a super team. Yeah. Shit, the I mean, Clippers can make a super team. It just depends who gets out. Utah can pull the trigger on somebody else. This is the Suns' best chance. And I, I think they have a really good shot. But if they play the Clippers, this is gonna be it's gonna be hard with those two wings that they have to defend. And you know, it has to take like Booker averaging what Luka did, but at least Devin Booker has help, you know, with he has more of a supporting cast than Luca did. So yeah. if it comes down to Booker scoring all these crazy amount of points, they have a shot. But um, yeah, I think this is their best shot. Come on, yeah. go ahead. No, I mean, it's true. Then this is a good shot that they have in their hands. I mean, the Clippers aren't as a, a big of a threat. I still think they're favorites, but they're not going to be scary to play against as much. So no, this is a good shot. But I, barring any super teams, man, the Suns will be back. Trust me. Come uh, put that against me for next year. Barring a new super team, the Suns will make it back to at the very least the Western Conference Finals if they keep this team together. I love the Suns. Just won by seventeen. So. Yeah, so this this yeah this is definitely gonna yeah the Suns definitely handle that first game of the series. But I mean, let's just switch to the East now. I mean, we're gonna make these a little quick. Um, but yeah, Hawks Sixers. This is the this is another one that I'm excited to see. Um, they just referring back to the shock top shocking thing from the first round. It was the Hawks for me. The Hawks handling the Knicks the way they did it was very surprising to me. I know the Knicks. <laughs> I know the Knicks um, are inexperienced. They're young. You know they just got there. But damn man, the Hawks played like they've been there before, and they haven't. They haven't. This is their first time, just like the Knicks. And the way they handled them was just crazy to me. And Trey Young, man, he's on the come up. He's he's. 
He's he's gonna be one of the elite players in this league. If not, he he already is. And man, I just like the way he handles the crowds. And you know, I I love him, man. Just the way he controls his his um, energy and all that stuff for his team and his leadership. So, I I I am gonna go out on a limb here. Um, I'm gonna pick the Hawks. Um, I I believe you said you were picking the Hawks too. Um, and the only reason I'm picking the Hawks here is. Joel Embiid played the game one. Um, you know that's good and all, but just they didn't look—they didn't look like they were ready to play, and that scares me. I mean, really, like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have to have great games for them to for them to even beat the Hawks, and for the Hawks to have obviously Atlanta choked almost choked that game away yesterday. Um, but I just don't—I think they're gonna learn from that. I think they'll they'll they learn what they'll learn from Nate McMillan right there on how to handle that. Um, in the game situations, but I'm going to pick the Hawks in seven, maybe six. I can see them winning it in home, at home, but I don't know, man. Philly scares me right now. They're inconsistent. Yeah, I got – um, I agree with everything you said. That's that's why I texted you, like, you're going to be surprised by my pick, but I guess not because I'm picking the same um, teams right now. I have the Hawks as well. Um, I know it be played, but torn meniscus ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to come back and it's, it's going to be kind of like AD, not to that certain extent, but, you know, the big man comes back to play and, you know, it's going to react. He's going to re-aggravate it or something like that. I'm not hoping it. It's just, it feels like it's going to come down to that. And, um, and like you said, Atlanta, it looks like they've been here already and they have it. <laughs> and Nate McMillan really isn't that, you know, he doesn't really have a successful track record. Like he's a good coach, but, you know, the way he's got these guys playing, it's crazy. And, you know, credit to them. The maturation of Trey Young is real. Uh, Bogdanovich is showing like he's a real stud in the league. And, you know, John Collins is playing good. DeAndre Hunter having a good season. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough for Philly. Like, they, they're doing it. I feel like they're kind of doing the same thing the next day. They're letting Trey Young off the hook defensively, which mm-hmm. I don't understand, but. You know, they're, they're throwing Danny Young at him when he's on the offensive side. And, you know, he's – I forgot who he was guarding on the defensive side. But, I don't know, to me, it's like throw Seth Curry. Like, he has to be guarding Seth Curry to me. He'd, Seth Curry would be probably cooking his ass right now. But <laughs> I don't know. If they go in – I know Doc Rivers is trying to assess the series. But if they go in like this, ooh, it's going to be tough. Like, I, I think the Hawks can take care of business and – I don't know. It's a good start. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's, only, team and, no, go ahead. there's always that one team in the NBA every year in the playoffs that, like, has a really hot start to the playoffs, and you never you never know how far they will go. And this is the Hawks this year where, like, the Heat were last year where the Heat, I mean, we and you and I both kind of saw that coming with the Heat, but they were essentially a Cinderella story, a team that was hot at the right time, and look how far they made it to the finals. And the Hawks, to me, remind me of that Heat team, not – in terms of personnel and, and style of play, but just their Cinderella story and them coming out of nowhere and, you know, playing hot at the right time. And, you know, the, the Hawks can, can make noise. I don't think they're going to have a, sh- a chance in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'll tell you that, whoever they play, Milwaukee or Brooklyn. But, you know, it's nice to see this. And I can see Philly just, you know, falling apart here. But we'll see. That's going to be a fun series too. Um, Trey Young's just so, you know, he's, he's must-see TV. To be quite honest with you, and and with Joel Embiid too. Joel Embiid, he likes to troll people too. It's pretty funny to me. But 
we'll see how that series full unfolds. But for now, Hawks up one zero, which I, you and I both say Hawks will will handle that series at some point again. So Brooklyn, Milwaukee, though, this is the series everybody loves to talk about. I mean, hey, the finals basically, but <laughs> a lot of people it is. Oh, man, I'm going to let you start it off. Who you got this series and why? I, I, I had Milwaukee in six. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you, can, you can ask Osita. I was texting him about it, and I know he has the Nets, but um, I don't know. I just feel like they had the perfect blueprint and the perfect team to take down this Nets team, but I didn't realize um, 2013 Blake Griffin was going to show up. So, oh, God damn know, it, that, dude. That might, that might uh, put a dent in our prediction, but. You know, I thought Drew Holiday would be able to take out one of those guys, and obviously he hasn't. Again, Budenholzer falls in the same trap. He's not playing Giannis more than 35 minutes for whatever reason. Like, this is a playoffs, boy. Like, you got to throw your best players out there. I know you want to save them, but what are we saving them for? This is all, this is it right here. Yeah. Like, if you don't win it, then you're fucked. You know, another year down the tube, second, third round exit, and, you know, that goes against him, and he had a good series, you know, a good showing last series as a coach, but Miami was just kind of, I don't know, like you said, they had a Cinderella run last year, the bubble, maybe that was it, but, um, yeah, this team, I don't know, they, they just, Bruno Holton needs to adjust this lineup, or this uh, rotation that he has, he's always had that issue, even in Atlanta, I know he, he didn't have studs like he has now, you know, in those Atlanta teams, but Man, like, you, you, you got to start playing Giannis more. Like, they cannot have a, a rotation or a starting a five on the court without a Giannis or without a Brook Lopez. So, um, they need to take advantage of the size uh, differential they have against the Nets. And if they don't, this might be a five-game series for Brooklyn if they don't make the right adjustments. Yeah, man, it irritates me. I mean, going back to the size that Bucks have an advantage of, I mean, People always say like, "Oh, like the Bucks should just take it inside. They should take it inside," and they honestly should. I, it just it baffles me. Uh, think if I'm an NBA player, an NBA coach, just go back and look at '90s and '80s like game film and see how big men were able to freaking dominate in that time of like in that era. Like nowadays, I see a Brook Lopez or somebody try to go to the paint, and then they they just play soft. They don't play hard enough or tough enough to get themselves in position to have easy buckets. Like you see, like I saw a couple of plays today. Um, you see Brooke Lopez trying to go into the paint, and literally Durant or Blake Griffin or somebody will fall down to the ground and call offensive foul. I'm like, Brooke Lopez, if you used to be a big man before you started jacking up threes every game, like – Go back yeah. to what you learned when you were younger. You know, post up, box the guy out, put him underneath the basket. You know, find positioning where you can get an open look. Like, I just – it pisses me off. I'm like, why can't players just go back and look at 90s and 80s game film and, and study how big men like Shaq, David Robinson, Akeem, they all got great positioning when they were about to download, eat down on the post because, I don't know, this is, it's just not working. And Milwaukee's really pissing me off right now. I'm still picking them. I still think they're going to find a way to get this in seven. Um, but I don't know, man. And Giannis, too. Giannis needs to be more confident in his jump shot because that's literally all they're giving him right now is, is that jump shot. And Blake Griffin is the only reason why that's why he's guarding him so good is he's allowing him to shoot those jumpers and Giannis is not knocking him down. But – you know, they're not I mean, taking advantage of the size 
uh, you know, the size differential they have on them. Exactly. They have the size to beat them. Like, that's the only way you're going to beat this team is if you rough them up. They're a finesse team. They, you want to give them threes? You want to give them alley-oops off the glass uh, alley-oop dunks? Like, that's easy for them. But if you make them work for it on both ends, I mean, then we have a different story. But we haven't seen it yet. Nobody has challenged this team both physically and mentally on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So, like I said, I'm going to stick to my pick. I'm going to have Milwaukee beating them. But if they don't make the right adjustments, if Budenholzer doesn't fucking get his head out of his ass, it's a five-game series for Brooklyn. And he's going to get fired, in my opinion. I, I believe so, too. But I, I don't know. I think they're going to keep him just because Giannis likes him. Mm-hmm. And because he has all... Well, we made it to the playoffs, you know. We made it to the conference finals one year and, you know, second round, you know, a couple of years. But at some point, it's like the Doc Rivers, you know, deal. He was getting them to the playoffs. He just couldn't get them. He couldn't get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you know, you are who you are. And Unhoser, again, conference finals with the Hawks, didn't do anything, really anything after that. And I feel like it's because of, the minute restrictions he puts on his stars, for whatever reason, he thinks, oh, I got to rest my guys. And no, dude, like, this is it right here. You know, yeah. if you don't start playing your guys consistent minutes to where they can take over games or control the pace of the game or let the other team know, hey, we're going to have to play this. We're going to have to play this shit. Like, you know, we're going to have to play Kyrie and Durant 40-plus minutes. Which Nash already does. He gets it. But, you know, who knows it needs to do this shit quick, especially going back to Milwaukee down on two. He needs to make this adjustment now. Like, he, he already should have made it at halftime of this past game. Because, like, again, it's going to be easy work for Brooklyn. Brooklyn is just going to ride to the finals if teams just keep throwing these bullshit, like, rotations at them. Like, Boston, it was easy work. Milwaukee shouldn't be this easy, and look how they're playing. Like, I mean, Milwaukee has the best team to take them down, and for whatever reason, they're not taking advantage of that. They're panicking. It's... It- be quite honest, they they're just panicking. You see Durant, Blake Griffin, Kyrie jack up these threes, and they're contested threes. They're not open threes. They're they're getting contested, and they're just knocking them down. And Milwaukee is is panicking. They're they're trying to react to jacking up threes of their own, and they just gotta stick to the game plan. If I'm Budaholzer, I tell them like, guys, let's just stick to the game plan. At some point, these guys will miss their threes. These guys are gonna not hit their jump shots, and you know the mo- that's why the Bucks are falling behind so much is because they're trying to respond with a three back or a young his jumper and I'm like no do your game plan play the way you like this is why I think Budenholzer needs to get fired I know you said Giannis loves him and you know that's cool and all but you know yeah I agree I remember last year you brought this up you brought it up if if Budenholzer if the Bucks not go far last year you wanted him gone and I mean this year I'm on that boat now if they don't go far I mean there's a difference If if the Bucks make this a series and go seven games then I can understand why because Brooklyn is a very tough team to defeat but if you're gonna get or losing five, there's some they, you gotta start asking yourself. And like you said, referring to Doc Rivers and Boonholz in Atlanta, like what what is your peak with this guy? Like the, the Raptors pulled the trigger, letting go Dwayne Casey when they weren't going to the finals every or conference finals every four like year for four years. They got rid of him. They put in Nick Nurse. And look what Nick Nurse did. I mean, obviously Kawhi was a huge factor as well, but Nick Nurse is a coach. You could tell the adjustments he made mid game that just turned them into a, an elite team to, that will be hard to defeat. And, you know, maybe the Bucks need to start thinking about that. Budenholzer is the guy that can get you to the conference finals, but you need another coach who can take you over the hump. And 
I don't know. I'm picking Bucks in seven still. Like you said, you got this, you got them in six. But hopefully they turn it around because I was hoping this could be a really great series too. Besides the Nuggets seven series, this is the series that I was gonna, um, you know, watch every minute of. And it was hard to watch today. I'm not gonna lie. It was tough pills. So. And they're getting a lucky break and they're not taking advantage of it. James Harden isn't out there. Mm-hmm. He got hurt like the first minute of the last game of game one. So, like, they're yeah. getting these breaks. They have an advantage in a certain area of the, of the, in, of the court in the game. And they don't take advantage of it. Like, honestly, like you said, they're trying to match the three to three. You're not going to do that. You're not going to outscore this team. You're going to have to do what Cleveland did to Golden State in 2016. You should have to out-physical them, out-hustle them. Mm-hmm. Like, beat, beat them down. Don't let them get their easy shit. Obviously, if they have to work hard on, on defense, that's going to take a toll on offense. Like, if you're posting up every single time down the floor, you're getting those easy dunks. That kind of, you know, brings the morale down. Like, fuck, now they're getting whatever they want. And then if you, you know, post them down physically, it's like, yo, like, I'm getting tired. Like, this shit sucks. Like, Blake Griffin, what, what – what is going on? I understand, like, <clears throat> he wasn't motivated in Detroit, but this is, like, like peak Blake Griffin on the Clippers. And, like, this is crazy, the fact that they're getting this out of him. But I don't know. Like the, like I said, James Harden is out. They're not taking advantage of that situation they have. Yeah. So it's, it's, when he comes back, it's going to be worse. It's oh, my worse. God. I know. It's, so, it's going to be so annoying to watch the Brooklyn Nets the next few years with the three there because – I mean, that team's just unstoppable right now, honestly. The way it looks, KD's looking back like his old self, which is scary enough as it is. And Kyrie's looking like a Kyrie that we've, that we've never seen before, quite honestly. I mean, I follow Kyrie for a long time, and this is just all, I don't know, just the way he's attacking the game. And, you know, it just seems comfortable out there with KD, which is scary to watch. And I can only imagine how hard he's going to do when he joins that team. I've never seen Harden with the Nets, not going to lie with you. I've never seen them play when he's there. But we'll see. I mean, that team's already looking deathly as it is, so... I'm hoping oh, with God. the addition of Harden, it's going to kind of disrupt things, but we'll see. Nah, Harden turned the page. Like, I-, I watched a couple of their games. Obviously, they didn't play, you know, too many games together, but like he flipped the script on Rockets Harden compared to what he's doing right now. That's why they put him at point guard, you know, in midseason. They had him running the show and they had Kyrie at the two. Yeah. Like, that lineup was unstoppable. and. The fact that it's only Kyrie and KD again, and the Bucks aren't taking advantage of it, it's like, sheesh, man. Like, what What else do you need? You need KD to go down two to have a chance? Like, come on. Like, this is they have three play, three good players. They have some decent role players. I know their bench isn't, you know, mm-hmm. the, the deepest. But I feel like they have a good enough team to challenge this Brooklyn team, and it's just disappointing to see what this team – like, they're playing with no heart. And again, like that, that, I feel like again that falls on Budenholzer, his rotations he's throwing out there, minutes restrictions for whatever reason. I mean, yeah, it, five, if it's in five or even six, I say he's gone. Mm-hmm. I, I think he has to go. I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, that's just, that series has been very disappointing so far, and it's I'm hoping they turn things around there because, I mean, I mean, I just wanted a great series there. I mean. All these games right now, they're like I said, Clippers Jazz. I'm not gonna watch any minute of that game. I mean, Hawks Sixers. I mean, that one will be fun to watch. Suns Net Nuggets. That one was gonna be the one I'm gonna be glued to. But we'll see. I mean, these the second round. We'll see how it goes. This is the small market era. I like to call it. Um, somebody in the West will make it to the finals. That is a small market team. And I mean, I mean, the Clippers are kind of a small market team, but. 
I mean, compared to Lakers standards, but they're still, I guess they're late, but I mean, the West will be fun to watch. The East, I don't, I don't know. The East is very, I guess it's just Brooklyn's to lose, and it's sad to say. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see. They got, they literally got the Infinity Stones, dude. I mean, really, they're, they're Thanos right now. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. We'll see. And we'll see. And it's, it's not too surprising. It's just like they have a dominant team. Obviously, they have three Hall of Famers. Maybe four, if you want to put Blake in that conversation. I don't think you can, but some people will. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Like, like, like we keep saying, Milwaukee had the best roster to do it, and um, it, it just sucks that we kind of fell into that Milwaukee sauce. Like, like we should have known. We should have known Budenholzer was going to do some bullshit yeah. in the playoffs. This is this is just something, and I don't know. I can't speak for you, but this is a pick that I made out of my heart more than my brain. Um. But we'll see. I mean, I was a little bit of both. Like yeah. I kind of, I really thought about it, basketball wise, and they really challenged them in the regular season. And I know regular season is different, but you know, they they challenged this team like, like Philly did as well. Like those two teams to me had the best shot. But if this Brooklyn team's gonna play like that, and Blake's gonna play out of his mind, and Claxton's gonna have more energy, and Joe Harris and Mike James are gonna be hitting clutch threes, like it's over. Yeah. This is the Nets championship to lose, not even the East, the championship to lose. Yeah. Somebody is... it's like the Clippers or the Suns are the best shots for the Nets to go down, honestly. Mm-hmm. And even I... then, even then, it's gonna be difficult for anybody to guard this lineup, this, this team they have. So Yeah. I mean who knows? It's, we'll see the second round. Second round's gonna be yeah. interesting nevertheless. I mean I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean this is it's We'll see how it unfolds um, in the coming days. And I'm just hoping everyone's healthy, to be quite honest with you, because it looks like players are, are kind of hitting that end oh, of the season. Yeah. And stuff, but. So, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the first rounders. We didn't really yeah. get into a bunch of them. But, and, hey, your McCollum, your McCollum take looks like <laughs> – I'm not saying it was wrong before. It just holds more weight now, especially seeing what happened in that double overtime game in Denver, mm-hmm. and then, you know, falling short in game six. So, I, I mean, the trade rumors are going to start like they always do with him, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, the new head coach wants to, to get rid of McCollum. Or, I don't know. Like, Portland just fell apart. It's, it's surprising <laughs> that Denver closed it out the way they closed it out because Portland was t- – it looked like they were like, all right, it's our game six to take, and we'll go back to Denver and see what happens. But, mm-hmm. you know, they just, they just let Denver take it over, and it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I was thinking about you that whole, that whole game six. I was like, yeah, this is my – I know he's going to say some shit, but I, yeah, dude. I guess we're talking about a bunch of other stuff, you know, I get – you probably forgot or whatever. But, uh, yeah, McCollum, I don't know. What do you think? Where's he going to go? I mean, I think I he's gone too. Honestly, I can see McCollum staying. I really – I'm going to say this out of heart. I really want Lillard to go to a different team. And the one I really want to see him with, not the Clippers, not the Lakers, not Philly, not e- none of those teams, the Knicks, the New York Knicks. I want him to go to New York. I want him to play in the Garden. I feel like he's built to play in that Garden. The New York Knicks are, are one superstar away from at least being in the conversation to contend. And, you know – Looking back at this playoff series that Knicks had, man, that Madison Square Garden, dude, ah, I forgot how sweet it was to watch playoff games there on TV. And I really want, just for selfish reasons, want to see 
Lillard go to New York Knicks. But I mean, logically speaking, I can see McCollum going to several teams. Probably like, honestly, I can see him going yeah, at the top of my head, maybe Miami. Um, probably, probably like a Miami team or. Maybe he would keep LA. I don't want him to go to LA. That's why I don't want to say his name out there for that teams. <laughs> Maybe the Clippers, but I, I mean the Clippers. I I think they're in a good spot unless they go get a, a like a, a superstar. I mean, like I told you before, McCollum's not a superstar whatsoever. He's an all star, but he's not a superstar. So I don't know. Um, I can't think of any other teams. I mean. Maybe the Spurs, I guess. He needs to go to a team where, like, he's the number one, like, option in terms of scoring. And he, that's just that's – just, that's literally what his career is all about, his style of play, just being the guy that can score. And I think the Spurs is a good team to think about out there that can just – small market, not a lot of teams will talk about or not a lot of people in the league will talk about. And he could just do his thing down in San Antonio and not a lot of people would worry about it. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe Cleveland. I, I'm thinking of teams here that just desperately need scoring. Like, I don't know, Cleveland, uh, San Antonio. What did you say? No, I'm saying if he goes to Cleveland, he's going home. He's from there. So. Oh, I, I didn't know that. So, that, I mean, I guess that'll make sense too. So Chicago? Uh, maybe. I, I can't think of Chicago out there. I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking of, like, teams. Mormons, I don't here. even know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to get up. But I, I, I think he's going to leave. I don't think Dame – I don't see that happening. No, unless something yet. happens, uh, unless they don't pick the coach he wants, which I know Kid withdrew his name for whatever reason, but... That's not the, pit, like, the Blazers' that, fault. No, I know, but I'm just saying, let's say, like, upcoming now, like, with the coach... I, I'm, I know he wants Billups, too, but if they don't get somebody he wants and they just get somebody, like, just to get somebody, I think we're going to see another disgruntled superstar I want to leave. Get me out of here. And you know, if you, I would like to see the Knicks too. That's why I said that. I was like, the Knicks. I, you were saying all these teams are like, no, 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 guys. You said the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, so, the Knicks. The yeah, Knicks are really fun to watch. The Knicks. The Knicks have a young core, and I, like I said, they're just a superstar away from being in that discussion and contend. And Lillard would be perfect for them, honestly. But imagine if Giannis didn't sign that supermax. How enticing and interesting would it be like to go to New York right now? It would be pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, he fucked up. Oh, I know. You know, you know, I know he fucked up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Big time. Like, my I mean, opinion. But, um, um, another series out there I'm trying to think of. I mean, Blazers Nuggets was by far probably the best series to me in that, other than the Mavericks Clippers. But it's because Game 7 really disappointed me. Um, just looking at that. Uh, and I, we'll go back to talking about Luca real quick in a minute. Um, trying to look at the East. Just like I said, the Hawks, Knicks were good. Uh, Sixers and, and the Wizards, I mean, that one was boring. I didn't see that series at all, to be quite honest with you. Um, the Celtics, I saw that last game, just so I could see if they put them out of their misery. Um, yeah. I mean, nothing really big happened, just I guess the Lakers losing. But it's just AD's injury really hurt us. And like I, said, I already talked about it, man. LeBron just, ah, I don't know. I'm just getting massive looking and thinking about it. I don't know why there's a lot of hate about out there about Kuz. I love Kuz. That's my guy. Um, people need to stop hating on him. But yeah, he doesn't score. His offense is bad. But he does all the little things outside of scoring. He plays defense. He plays hard. He hustles. Um, I, just, I don't understand the hate for Kuz, man. I really don't. It's just, they, they, I don't know. To me, it's like, Kuzma always had that, like, persona. 
at times where he's like, yeah, I'm the man. I got you. Don't worry about it. And then he doesn't. I don't know. I just feel like the the way he carries himself and everybody thinks Kuzma is going to be that guy to, like, you know, be the third one, third guy to, like, help AD and LeBron out. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Either. He's not that guy. He's just, you know, the, the guy that does the dirty work like he's dead. Yeah. He's just, a part, he's just in the rotation. And that's not a bad thing. Like, if you're expecting that, like, oh, yeah, he needs to be the third star in the team, like, then, then that's where that criticism comes from. But I don't see anybody, like, you know, like you and me, we're not going to be thinking, oh, Kuzma is going to be a fucking all-star and a superstar that's going to take this team over. Like, he didn't do that last year when they won the finals. KCP was the dude that stepped up. Rondo was the dude that stepped up. Caruso. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't understand it either. Like, where did all these, like, high expectations from Kuzma come from? Like, when Shaq said, oh, I need a 30 piece from Kuzma. Like, when the hell was Kuzma dropping 30 like that? Wait a second. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. But, yeah, he has know. a bit of scoring threat since the I mean, baby Lakers. <laughs> so. Um, but I had a troll you on, on Instagram, but I'm sorry. I had a, I had a, had a little fun on that shit because I had some co-workers talking shit. Oh, Lakers are going to go back to back, blah, blah, blah. So I, I was fucking doing the salsa dance fucking all, all week last week, bro. Honestly, I hated that, dude. I really did hate but, that, I mean. I don't like Carroll. I mean, I don't like LeBron, but I don't like Carroll either. I mean, CP3 mocking drama and Drummond was pretty funny to me. Uh, CP3 is a savage, but <sighs> I don't know, man. Devin Booker. I hate. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fuck, fuck that guy. I don't know his name. So, ah, oh, Lord. But Devin Booker, man, he's a bad man, and I don't know. I respect the guy. It hurt. It sucked watching him destroy us, but I respect the hell out of that guy. That guy can play some basketball. And I'm glad everyone started to notice it. I mean, it's funny to me because I saw it on Instagram. Uh, just the Kobe, I remember Kobe said this in an interview. I, I don't know if you've seen it lately where he was like, yeah, like the first time I played Devin Booker, the man was doing his own, my own moves on me. Um, I was, and then I was like, man, you can't be doing my own moves on me. Like you're not going to make them. And it just, it's crazy to me because Kobe referred that to when he did that to MJ, when he, when he would try MJ's moves on, on him and, Man, I don't know. Booker's Booker's special. If if he's if he's that fearless to do that against, you know, one of the greatest scorers in our in our history and against Kobe and Kobe did it against MJ. So it's just, it's I don't know. It's history repeating itself, and that's why I admire Booker for, you know, just doing what he's done. And I don't know if you noticed this, but any player out there in the NBA before Kobe passed away, when they would practice from Kobe or learn from him, get things from like take notes from him. If, I don't know if you noticed, their game has significantly improved. Like t- Jason Tatum, for an example, his footwork is just so special to watch. I love to, I love watching Tatum. I don't like the Celtics, but I love Tatum's style of play. I love watching him play. Same goes for Booker. I mean, those two off the top of my head, man. Kawhi, like these dudes, just bring a special type of, of, of style to the game. That that's why they're so successful in the league. Like Kawhi, too. Yesterday, game seven, he's pulling up mid rangers. When have you seen an NBA player pull up for mid range consistently in a game? Like nobody other than a Kawhi Leonard you would see do that. And you know that's something that's that's from Kobe Kobe's style of play. Kobe would always enjoy taking the mid range jump shot. He would go to his spot in the mid range and make the jump shot. So I don't know. It's special to see. It's you don't really see it much. All you see is a bunch of three-pointers and dunks um, in the league now. But it's – I don't know. I like that style of play a lot. And 
I don't know. I just I had to say that because because Kobe still has. I mean, he's he's gone, but he will never be forgotten. And you know, his style of play is still out there, and it's it's working for a lot of players. So it's nice to see. Uh, but speaking of Kobe, yeah. uh, speaking of Kobe, um, you know, you know me, I got him top five <laughs> in the history of best players. Um, but I wanted to wait, discuss wait, wait, this with you. What's up? So, what's the? I, I'm trying to understand the argument. Are you saying top five all time? Or no, 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 no. Just right now, just right now. Because okay. let me tell you this little backstory real quick. <laughs> no, let me tell you this little backstory. So my guy, my coworker Grayson Ryan, these two guys over here. One's a Nuggets fan. One's a Mavericks fan. Obviously, these two dudes are here. Um, we all agree Luca's top five, and I don't know. I'm pretty sure you agree with the statement as well. Luca is the top five player in the NBA. Yeah. Um. My guy Grayson says Jokic is not top five. Um, and I think they both believe LeBron is barely in the top five, number five in the list. Um, but, you know, we're having disagreements here and there. And I don't know. It's just crazy to me because I'm looking back at it. There's no clear-cut top five players in the league right now. And I wanted to hear your list uh, before I say mine's. Um, but, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean there's no clear-cut? There's not. There's not. You could you could throw in Jokic in the mix. Um, you could throw in Kawhi, obviously Durant, uh, LeBron is still in there for me. Um, I mean Lillard made made you know made a case for himself being up there. Uh, who else? And I'm just naming some. Joel Embiid, uh, Kyrie Irving's coming back. Like you know, it's just so many players out there. Luca, like we said. There's no clear cut top five. Like I want to hear. That's why I wanted to hear your top five before I give you mine. And they don't have to necessarily be in order. Just you could just give me the five right there and there, and we don't need to discuss in order. Hmm. Top five. I would have to say right now, right now, right now, right. Mm-hmm. I know he's not in the playoffs, but I would say. Hold on, I'm glad I'm ahead of myself. I'm trying to jump all over the place. <laughs> I have Katie Kay, number one right now. Okay. Just because he's still, and I'm not saying, oh, like he's, you know, above and beyond LeBron, but LeBron's at that stage of his, of his career where it's like injuries and all that stuff are taking a toll on him. So, um, yeah, I'll say Katie right now, he's the best scorer in the league. And, you know, he's just like, what he's doing right now in Milwaukee is just a testament to he's number one right now in the league. I would say number two. I know people might fucking, you know, fucking lose their mind, but I got Steph number two, bro. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. The playoffs, good pick. But the level he fucking elevated this year, I think, I, I, I don't know how anybody can argue that he's not the second or even the best. Like, you can make an argument that he's the number one player in the league, too, but. I just feel like he's he's top two for sure. And then number three would be Luca for me because mm-hmm. he's just making those leaps. Like, from his rookie year, running, winning rookie of the year, from year two, if I'm getting my timeline straight, it wasn't last year, his second year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, uh, he almost beat the Clippers last year. You know, he tied that series up 2-2. But again, the roster didn't help him out, and that was it. And then, you know, this year, Averaging thirty plus points a game. I mean, he took over though. Like he, he needs, and this is why I wanted to talk about Luca. He needs a team, and I, I feel like he's in the same boat as Giannis. Giannis was last year. If you're not gonna build a team around me, bro, don't sign that extension. It's simple. I know he wants to, and I know it's 
two hundred plus million that you can't miss out on. But like, at some point, I know winning means a lot to him. He won all his life in the Euro League. He was MVP. He won the Euro Cup over there, whatever it's called. And you know, he's been a stud since he was sixteen years old. So at some point, it's like, bro, put a team around me right now. And I know he's too loyal and he's not gonna do that, but. He needs to put his winning over, you know, what Mark Cuban and what Rick Carlisle want. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know about four or five. <laughs> um, that's tough. Um, I would say LeBron. LeBron's right there. Uh, number four. Um, hold up. So, 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 you know, fuck Giannis, right? We're not putting Giannis in this list? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, God. I had to do something. But um, I, mean, I have LeBron four. Like I said, it's just it's just for Giannis' career. And, you know, I, I just feel like he's, he's still a, a top five player in this league, though. Giannis is five to me, bro. I'm not saying Jokic is bad, but Giannis is still a specimen, and he's a freak. Like, not to be cliche or anything, but he, he's a – He's out of his mind. The only thing he's missing is a jump shot, like mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier. But I know Jokic fans are gonna be like, "Oh, what the fuck? You're just a hater." Blah blah blah. But like, if we're just talking about what this player does for a team and how great he is, I feel like Giannis has to be five, and I don't think Jokic stinks. I'm not hating. I just feel like Giannis is a little bit better than Jokic overall. But I know yeah, Jokic is a better five on five player than he is a one on one player. But Jokic is a physical, Giannis is a physical specimen, and I think he's five for me. I know some people will disagree, but yeah, I just, I, I just think he's, he's something else. But the jump okay. shot is what's keeping down there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I mean, clear cut with you. I'm gonna agree. Derek. I, I didn't want to put him up there, but just looking at his past performances, I'm gonna keep him number one. He's looking like an old himself, and I forgot how lethal he was. When he was back uh, prior to this injury, so I'll put him number one. Number two, I'm gonna put Luca. Luca number two for me, and the reason why I say this is just I'm actually looking at his games now every day, and I know ever since Women to Die, I've been paying attention to him a lot more. And maybe this is some Dallas bias coming from me, but just the way he plays, he's so calm about the approach to the game. He obviously has show he shows emotions in in this and that, but you can tell Luca no, he does not get phased by any. Thing that is occurring in the game. Like if, if the Clippers are going on a twenty to two run, Luca will still do the same thing he would be doing if they're up by fifty. Um, oh, and, yeah. Like this dude, this dude, I like his style of play. He just he makes any like I swear to God, like anytime he shoots the ball, he's like curry to me. I I really do feel like he's making them. These one foot fadeaway jumpers, these, you know, Three impossible three-point shots that he he shoots that I just don't even think he has a chance in. The way he shoots it, I don't know if you notice it. He rainbows the the shots. He he doesn't throw it like like it's a baseball or something. He rainbows the shot, which gives him a higher probability of making it. So I'm putting Luca at two. You know that, yeah. And I think I'm curious to know if he's getting that from him. I'm curious to want to figure out if like Dirk is teaching him a couple things here and there. Obviously. Obviously, Dirk's like you could tell he's like his number one fan. Dirk's watching him play everywhere and stuff. So I don't know. Luca's my number two. Number three, I will probably put Curry. Um, Curry just proved to the world this year that you know he's back and you know he he's gonna not gonna go down without a fight. So props to him for that. Number three, Curry. Number four, I'm gonna put. And this is this is not how people are talking about him. 
Kawhi Leonard, number four. To me, he's still one of the best players in the league, one of the best defenders in the league. We're just not talking about him much. Why? Because the Clippers are not as, like, they're not out there as they were before. And I don't know, maybe it's just because they blew that 3-1 lead. Everything just went kind of quiet for them. But Kawhi Leonard is still a good player in this league. And you got to remember, our game six against Dallas, in Dallas, like, the man literally carried the team to a victory. And he's the reason why they won that series, just off his performances alone. Um, this is where it gets tricky. Number five, I can pick LeBron, Giannis, or Jokic. Um, and I kind of want to pick LeBron here just because, I mean, obviously he's injured. We don't know what he really could bring to the table right now. But I'm going to go I'm gonna go Jokic. And the reason why I'm picking Jokic here, number five, and it's tough because I like LeBron with the Lakers, not in general, but with the Lakers. And I love Giannis. Giannis is probably one of the biggest players or – you know, one of my favorite players in this league. But Jokic has just – he's been doing this over the last few years. We just haven't started – like, well, the national media hasn't started noticing this till recently. I mean, you and I, we follow Denver sports because of where we live. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people hype Jokic up. And, you know, rightfully so. He's, he's a good player. He's a great player. He's putting up crazy numbers. And to me, I think he's ready to take that next leap to be number five. Giannis, to me, like you said, he needs a jump shot. Watching him play these fast few games, he's too reliant on taking it to the basket. And defenders and def- defenses are catching up to it, which is kind of affecting his play. Um, and he's not making free throws. If he's going to go down to the paint and, you know, Bully ball, he's got to learn how to make free throws because nine times out of ten, they will foul him. And it scares me. I don't know. Yeah. What's up? You're like scared to uh, shooting free throws. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. Like right now, he's just overthinking it. And I don't know. To me, to me, I love Giannis. I had him number one last year, but just his recent playoff performances, man, it's just, it's kind of. It's diminishing his his greatness in this league right now, and I can't. I have to take him out of the top five right it. now. I really do. I get it. I, I to me, Kawhi, Kawhi's up there too for me. It's just he's kind of like he just shows up when he wants to. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. He he takes like games off, and it's like where the fuck is the Toronto Kawhi? You know, like yeah. What well, I, 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 I don't know. Back. Don't wake him up now. Don't wake him maybe, up. Maybe that's what I'm saying. They might have this. Might be their best chance to go because they don't have the, the scary Lakers that they're, they're shitting their pants over all the time. Like they don't have to deal with them no more. Yeah, let's not get it twisted. I mean, Joel and B deserves to be top five if it wasn't for the injuries. If he has no injury, yeah, you can't stay healthy. If he's healthy, I would definitely pick him top tough. three. It's tough for me to put LeBron out there. Like, the only reason I'm putting LeBron out there is because what he's done. It was up to me. I would put Jokic in the top five. I just feel like with Giannis, and I know his past play, his past playoff performances haven't been the greatest, but I feel like you know last season he got hurt, and Budenholzer didn't do him any favors. That team didn't do him any favors with the roster they built around him. And the year before that, you know they were in the conference finals, and that was when Super Kawhi was there. So. The claw. That was when he was fucking going nuts. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Like, I can't really put his playoff performances on him per se. This one, the Brooklyn one, might put might kick him out for me because he's not going to take advantage of what what I what we've been saying all along. Oh yeah, for sure. He's Jokic is going to be maybe even four. He'll probably even jump LeBron for me. But yeah, yeah Giannis is going to be out if, if he can't step it up against Brooklyn. And, 
I know people are going to say, oh, but Brooklyn's this and that. But, like, Giannis is a superstar in this league. He has all the tools, obviously, besides the jump shot. And he can get it going sometimes, too. Like, I don't know. I've seen some games where he goes crazy from three. But he, it's kind of like the Ben Simmons thing. Like, they, they both need to figure that shit out. Because if they did, can you imagine how lethal Ben Simmons would be as well? Oh, like, jeez, yeah. man. I don't know. But uh, getting off topic, but, yeah, I, I just feel like Giannis, to me, is still five. But Jokic, trust me, bro. It, if Giannis doesn't do anything for me this this series, and I know Jokic is going to be Jokic and he's going to play out of his mind against the Suns, that'll probably be four for me by the end of the year. But no, and again, no hate on Luca. I just feel like what Steph did with this team, with busted down Draymond, who can't score more than three points a game <laughs> at times, and you know Juan Toscano Anderson, whoever the hell that is, fucking. Cool. I can't even name you their, their bench. I can't even name you their starting five. Like, I know they got Wiggins. I know they got, you know, Weissman who was hurt. But it's like, bro, like, what he did, and he almost carried this team to an eight seed. You know, I, I, I can't, like, knock him for that. And that's why I have him, too. But Luca, I mean, come on. Luca's going to be the number one player in the league within a couple of years. Oh, dude, sure. yeah. He's, he's really close to taking that throne, honestly. I mean, we'll see yeah, how he does sure. in the next few years, but he's... Durant, Durant his, his durability is in question as well. Like, the whole season, he was getting mad with a bunch of injuries, so... I mean, yeah, yeah it's it, true. Injuries, injuries start plaguing him again and again. Yeah, Luka will take it sooner rather than later, but I mean, if you get a healthy Durant, it'll take him more years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's why that's why I took LeBron on his list, just because of his recent injury history. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it looks like Durant has overcame his woes, but I mean, we'll see. Give it a couple months. We'll see how he's feeling, and maybe next year we'll we'll monitor that whole situation with Brooklyn and his health status. But I mean, honestly, hey, that's you know that's a pretty good top five list either way with 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 both of ours. Um, you can't go wrong with it. Like I said, we could throw a beat in there. Lillard maybe might have a discussion again. The fifth one there, uh, Jokic, obviously Giannis, LeBron, all them boys. So it's not a bad list. The argument was for them. They they disagreed on Jokic being top five. Um, okay. They also said, well, we all like I said, we all agreed Luca's up there. We kind of disagreed on the placement. Uh, my guy Grayson wanted him number one. Uh, I said number two. My guy Ryan said barely top five. Um, oh, I don't know about all that, Ryan. Come on, now. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, we were just going back and forth about the whole what, thing. Ryan had Jokic at three or what? No, he 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 wants Jokic, I think, at the top five. He obviously doesn't have him one or two or three, but he has him, like, bottom So who right is there. his top five? Um, he gave me LeBron, Giannis, Jokic, and Luka. I don't remember his fifth. I really don't. Did LeBron won? No, he didn't. This isn't an order. This is not an order. I don't remember off the top of my head his order, and I don't even remember his fifth one. Um, Grayson didn't even have LeBron in the in the top five. He took LeBron oh, wow. out. No, I'll take it back. He did put LeBron, but barely. He he was like hesitant to put him in there. He put Luca in there. He put um, who else did he put in that list? I know he put Durant. Um, yeah, he definitely put Durant number one. I remember that because I didn't disagree with him there. He put Luke. No, he put no. He put Luca one and Durant two, and then uh, I don't remember who else. He barely put LeBron at five. I don't remember his four, his three and four. So neither of them had Curry in the top five. I don't think they did. To be quite oh, honest, wow. maybe wow. I gotta take it back. I I gotta check in with these boys, and they'll probably listen to this episode. Cause I hey, 
Grayson, I heard your phone call. You should have started off with your top five because I bet you those radio hosts would have roasted you first because you don't have Curry in your top five. That's that's an issue for me. Oh. Hey, no beef, no beef. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I'll, I'll check back with him with that because I, I'm not too Luke, sure what his Luke whole number is. one. That's just him being biased for sure. Like, like <laughs> I, mean, you can me, see. I would have Tatum number one, but Tatum's not there yet. But Luca's yeah. right there. Trust me, he's right there. Luca's a great player man, for sure. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, hey, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll 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 discuss this oh, another I, time. I, I wanna, I wanna talk about. Well, I, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll save. We'll save your boy for last, but uh-huh. this uh, hugging fest with Mayweather. And <laughs> and, oh my goodness! I, dude, I saw a tweet, um, and I probably agree with this that like, oh, I legally streamed it, but I still want my money back. <laughs> oh Lord, I yeah, I felt that. Like, I don't know, and I get I get Mayweather's point. Like he said, he did an interview, and um, before the fight, and he was saying, you know, if I knock him out easy. I'm gonna get ridiculed saying it's a joke, and if I if I go the distance with them, then they're gonna blame me for going the distance or whatever. Which I get to a certain extent, but come on, bro, like like that boy had no business being in that ring with Mayweather. And the fact, I mean, he could take a punch though. I'll give him that. Like I've seen I've seen Logan Paul fight the two times that he's fought because it was against KSI and it was against you know he's all right, he's cool. I fuck with him. I watched both of those fights and he could take a punch. But like Mayweather looked like he wanted to knock him out, and he couldn't. Like that was the funny part to me. Like he wanted to knock him out. I think it was around three or four, and he just couldn't get it done. Like he actually had a chin on him. Logan Paul did. So I don't know. It, it was weird, weird fight. Ocho Cinco got knocked down. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a weird. This, I don't know what you think. This, this is why boxing is a joke, dude. And you said this multiple times. I mean, literally, like a Mayweather Logan Paul fight was a main attraction. Which honestly, I mean, it made me want to watch. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. But I mean, just the outcomes of these fights, man. They're just so sad to watch. Like really getting a freaking celebrity go the distance with the with a quote unquote one of the like the best fighter in the history of boxing. He's not the best fighter. He's not, but I mean he, he claims he is and you know mm-hmm. for for him to do that like I don't know man, like he should have knocked him down a couple times. At the very least. I'm not saying knock him out, but at least take, give him a couple more punches. But I mean why are we really surprised though? Like just his style of play. Maybe his style of play is to, you know, bob and weave, you know, take a jab here and there against the opponent. No, that's what literally we did. Same game plan as he always does. So are we really surprised um, that this went the distance and it went like no decision, obviously? Um, I think Mayweather should have done it on his record. What are you scared of? Why are we doing ex- exhibition? You want to come back and fight? Like, I can put it on your record. You made the McGregor fight, you know, official. It was an official boxing match. It was 50 and 0. Why can't you make it 51? Like, I don't understand. Like, even the, the Japanese exhibition he did against some, um, I don't even want to try to pronounce his name, but um, the dude he knocked out in the first round in, in Japan. Yeah, New Year's like, Eve. Why would we do an exhibition? Like, what, what's the point of that? I don't know. Like, if there was judges, it would have been easy for Floyd Mayweather. He was just the better boxer. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I feel like that's why people are more upset. There was no winner officially. Yeah, I mean, it's won, just... But, 
It just leaves the door open. Like, really, like, you have yeah. Jake Paul now saying Logan Paul beat him. Like, you have oh, a few supporters. He was fucking getting cracked every fucking round. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it just leaves the door open for these people to just go out there and make these, uh, you know, crazy claims that Mayweather lost. And, you know, all of us can see that he won the fight. I mean, yeah. clearly, but, I mean, it's no official decision. But you're right. It's, it's pointless. It's dumb. I mean, I feel like he did the exhibition and not go that much. Like, not do the whole 10 rounds, just a quick eight-minute or eight-round fight. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's just crazy to me how they made this a big deal and – you know, we literally got nothing out of that. I mean, the Ocho Cinco fight was the most entertaining fight for me that night. And, <laughs> dude, that fight, I mean, hey, that that dude has quick feet, obviously, because he's in the NFL, in the NFL. But shout out to him. He, he, represent, he represented he the football player. players. He represented the football players with dignity. I mean, shout out to Ocho Cinco for what he did. <laughs> he stepped in the ring and he took a punch. He took a hard punch to the chin and got he, right back he up. Oh, he can throw though. There was one. There was one um, headshot he got on Brian Maxwell. But you could tell he was like staggered. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Ocho Cinco, and then yeah. you know he flexed on him in round four and he got knocked down. But yeah, for sure. He went in there with dignity. He actually, you could tell he sparred. You could tell he trained. Unlike Nate Robinson, where his camp failed him miserably. Yeah. Where they said, oh, we didn't spar anybody with him. Like, you're just throwing him to the wolves. That's why he got knocked <laughs> down. Or knocked out. Not knocked down, knocked out. So, yeah, for sure. Ocho Cinco held that shit down. So, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, that, that was, was the most entertaining. Honestly, dude. Yeah, actually, like, the, Jesus. the most entertaining as a boxing, fi- as a boxing fan. The Luis Arias, uh, Jared Hurd fight. If you watch that one, that shit was actually pretty good. Ar- Arias was the big ass underdog, and he got it done. I think it was for middleweight or super middleweight. I'm not sure what division I already forgot, but even that Badu Jack fight, right? The co-main event. This dude, Dervin Colina, fucking from I think Venezuela. He was uh, undefeated, 15 and 0. You could tell he was fighting a bunch of tomato cans because. As soon as he got in there, he was feeling the heat. He was he was grabbing him like he was in the MMA. The ref took off two points for grabbing, and then he got knocked out in the fourth round. So, yeah, that one, that one I saw yeah, that. Fight. That was more. That one was more entertaining, but it was more sad to watch, honestly. Because <laughs> that one was so sad yeah. to watch. I felt like he just gave up. He wanted to throw in the towel himself. Yeah, a bunch so... of those like the last last couple of times he got knocked down, he was just kind of like. Oh, 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 like wincing, and he spit out his mouthpiece. He's just like, he's probably like, man, I made my money, my USA debut. I'm just gonna call it. Like, fuck <laughs> it. But, um, yeah, that yeah. one. That but one I think, was... I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about fucking Mayweather Paul. Like, that's pretty no, cool. I mean, it's just it's sad to watch, man. I mean, it, but it's, it comes to no surprise that what happened and. I didn't expect a knockout to occur, honestly. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell. Lie to you. When I woke up yesterday, I was not expecting a knockout whatsoever. I mean, I know how Mayweather fights. I've seen him fight before, and you know, obviously, there's that little hope in me where it you know, happens, but it just didn't, and I'm not surprised. Disappointed. If it was longer, he probably could have done what he did to McGregor and eventually just get the teeth. But you know, Logan, Logan got lucky with eight rounds. If it was an official bout, then. 12 rounds, Logan's not making it past round 11, so. Yeah, definitely agree. No, yeah, I mean, that's it for that one. I mean, it was just a short card, four fights only, um, and, you know, two of them were exhibitions that didn't really last that long, so. 
it is the days. I mean, everybody. It was a good night, though. I mean, people in Miami. I mean, they got they got a little bit of everything. They got an actual professional boxing fight in there, and they got a couple of celebrities fighting each other. And it was a good crowd. A good crowd. I feel bad for people that actually paid to go there. Like, sheesh. I mean, these guys got money, so like, I mean, you're not like celebrities. You know, there's a but. There, no, I'm not even talking about those people, but people that are just like, oh, I want to go see my boy Mayweather fight, and you got to see a dude hug him for, for you know 32 minutes or. 24 minutes, and and those tickets were expensive. Even yeah. nosebleeds, those yeah. tickets were expensive. Imagine <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those are like true fans right there, you know? So that's why I, I feel for them, but at the same time, it's like, what did you expect? He's like six inches taller and 30 pounds heavier. So See my boy Canelo in his tweet? <laughs> yeah, and fucking Jake Paul said it ate him alive. Oh you know, if, if Canelo ever blessed him with that opportunity to no, fight him, it would be an no easy two rounder, one rounder. No like, way. <laughs> Canelo is just. He's doing the right thing, just ignoring him. Like, dude, just shut the fuck yeah. up. Like, you, you're not worthy of my time, honestly. Like, dude, this dude, Jake Paul, fucking, is going to fight Tyrone Woodley in August. And you can tell he's scared of losing because in the contract, he has a fucking uh, immediate rematch clause. So if he loses. This, they're gonna fucking do Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul too, right away, so he can avenge that loss. Like this is yeah. his first opponent. It's but, like he's a uh, I don't know. He's a like he's they already got us, bro. We're talking about the fucking pause of boxing. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, this is this <laughs> is. I don't know. I don't know where boxing has gone. Where we're running into this, but it is what it is. I mean, the only thing they have on that, like you know, them compared to the UFC, is boxing pays more. You know. Yeah. Like these promoters are willing to pay these guys more. You know, I know the UFC is a little bit different. Like we talked about, they have a roster, so it's different the way that works out. But I mean, why why are we giving bums boxing licenses? Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, well, why are we I giving celebrities boxing money? If the money's there in boxing, why are we giving them to these celebrities yeah. who are just starting to learn how to fight? Oh, I don't know. It's it baffles me how the industry works, but. We're all suckers for it. I'm one of them, yeah. We're all suckers for it, and we're all part of the society that we contribute to just like, giving money out hey, for that kind of stuff. I don't know if you read my tweet, but if you thought this shit was a joke, just wait till Saturday, bro. YouTubers <laughs> versus TikTokers, amateur dogs, oh, no. Like, and that's just going to generate some money, too. So I don't know what it is about boxing. Like, like where, where do they go from here? I know it's not taking too much away from anybody because – at least they're throwing actual fights under these cards. But, like, at the same time, it's like, damn, like, why are we getting sucked into this shit, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like how when Mayweather was a professional. You just want to see him get knocked out, but it's never going to happen, you know? Oh, I don't yeah. know. If they're fighting bums all the time, they're never going to get knocked out. I would, uh, I would love to hear uh, my guy Levi's reaction to all this because this is getting out of hand. So... Sorry to say about that. Um, yeah, so last thing we got to touch on is this wild Leo. trade that happened um, this past few days with Julio, my guy. It's been a long couple of days. I mean, it was bound to happen, and it did. Um, not going to lie, I shed a little tear, just a little, when he left. But I'm glad he went to Tennessee for a second-round pick and I believe a third round. I don't know if you have the full details of this trade. Um, second and a fourth. Second and the fourth, and I believe and then, he gave well, up a fifth. Guys, yeah, a six. A you six, sorry. A 2023 20, six. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, listen, I mean, Julio's uh, 
the one of the greatest Falcons ever in this in this franchise. I mean, he probably yeah. to me he is the greatest Falcon, um, right right there with Michael Vick. But mm-hmm. I mean, the dude the dude played his heart out in Atlanta. You can't hate him for wanting to leave. Uh, just we don't I don't even know what's going on. I don't know if we're rebuilding or going for it all. But I mean. Happy for him going to Tennessee. Um, kind of weird out of all teams that he's going there. It's just the whole dynamic. They have a great offense, but name me five players in the defense right now for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Olakon, the linebacker, Sheffield, Jones. Um, what's his name? <clears throat> the dude from uh, Fowler. Um, that's four, right? Yep. <laughs> Um. Oh damn! What's the what's the fit? Oh, um, wait, Grady Jarrett. I can't believe I missed it. Grady Jarrett. He's with the Falcons. Oh, oh! I thought we were talking about the Falcons. No, talk about the uh, Titans. Titans. Yes. Oh, Bud Dupree, Kevin Bayard. Um, shit. I, I don't know. <laughs> Rashawn Evans. Uh, you said Sheffield. Like, I'm like, oh, those sound like Falcons uh, players yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I thought you thought I heard you say Falcons, my man. Oh. No, see, uh, but that's uh, my point. Landry, yeah, that's they're, my, they're, they're defenses. Yeah. My, that's my point, dude. It's just their offense is so dynamic, but really, how is their defense going to shape? Like, I don't know. It's just so many questions with that ten, Tennessee Titans uh, personnel. Um, but hey, he's happy. He looks like he's happy and ready to go um, in in, in uh, Nashville. So I don't know. At the end of the day, it's it's a peaceful ending to a long career in Atlanta, and it's never gonna end. Like you're never gonna end with one team, and unless you're one of those star quarterbacks. But even then, who knows? But yeah. it is what it is. I'm happy for him. I wish him the best. Um, I will be a small, just a very small Titans fan. Um, while he's in there uh, for that franchise. But for in terms of the Falcons, I don't know what the hell we're thinking. Like, are we rebuilding, like I said, or are we going for it all? And if we are, why the hell did we just give up our best player? Um, but it's, it's, it's time. It's time. We'll see Ridley, how Ridley does on his own. I see if Russell Gage steps up um, and, and th- thrives into that number two, uh, number three role in that receiver's corpse. Uh, you know, Mike Davis apparently has been having a great training camp as a running back. So Matt Ryan, we'll see how he does. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm curious to see. I'm, I'm very interested to see how our team shapes out. I don't have high expectations for them. Now that Julio's gone, I really don't see our offense being as high-powered as we used to be. Um, but we'll see. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And uh, quite honest with you, I just – I don't know, man. I'm just – I'm about to cry again, honestly. So let's, I'll let you talk. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, if that's the best offer they got, which I don't, I don't really think it is. I feel like now teams are coming out like, oh yeah, we didn't want to pay him anything. But you know, Atlanta made it clear they don't want to, they don't want to trade him in the AFC. Hold on. I mean, but um, they don't want to trade him to the AFC, and I don't think New England was on their list. To be honest, uh, that's that's gonna be my theory. <laughs> on why he didn't get traded there. You know, Arthur Blank probably vetoed that trade ASAP. Um, and Seattle, I don't think they wanted him in the NFC either, which it's so dumb to me, bro. You know how I feel about that shit. Like, just take the best offer wherever it comes from. But, you know, it is what it is. I know teams do that shit so they don't have to worry about 
oh, this guy's haunting us for the rest of his career. Like, whatever, bro. Like, like the Spurs, they could have got all that, all those assets for Kawhi from the Lakers, but they didn't want to trade him to L.A. because it's L.A. But, you know, hmm. it, it, that'll always baffle me in, in sports. You, you, know. you were a big believer that the Falcons did not want to trade him to the Patriots. Why do you say that? I just feel like you, Arthur Blank is in over that Super Bowl loss. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like he has more. He would have more control in where Julio's in the goal than anybody else. And I know your boy, um, I always forget, Terry? Yeah, Terry. I know your boy Terry. He's the new GM, but I just don't feel like if if Arthur Blank got a good offer, excuse me, if the Falcons got a good offer from anybody else, you know, like, I don't know. If that's true, uh, what I saw that report that the Patriots owe a first rounder in Sony, which who knows, right? They'll probably deny it if it if it was, but like you're getting a first rounder. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't think that deal. It's the best deal. No, you see, this is where I disagree. I disagree so heartily because the Falcons, the whole reason why we're trying to trade Julio is for financial reasons. I mean, I know we're looking I know, at rebuilding. But you're gonna get assets like Julio's more than more than a second round. Let's be real. No, he definitely is. He's worth a top five pick in the next year's draft, but. Yeah. When you're when you're trying to unload a contract like Julio's, you're trying to get the opposing team to eat up as much money as you can. And my thing is, I think New England offered the first round pick, like you said. But I also do believe that New England said, "Hey, we'll offer you this first round pick. However, you got to eat a good chunk of Julio's contract. We're not going to pay the whole contract." And I think Atlanta did not want to pull the trigger in there because they were like, "Nope, like." This this is a great pick that we're gonna get returned, but it's not worth our financial complications that we'll have having to pay Julio's contract. And I think yeah, that's maybe, why, but I don't know. I think that is that's what I think that is a big reason why ten, they, he went to Tennessee. I think the Seahawks were also rumored to want him, but they didn't want to pay him his contract. And I think Tennessee was the one that say, "Hey, like let's just do it. We'll give him all the money." Atlanta, you're not the only pay a little bit of the contract. And I think that's why he went to Tennessee. I think that is a big, big part of the reason why he went there. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, hey, I mean, I don't blame Arthur Blank, though. So what? So what? Let's not give him New England. Fuck that franchise for what they did to us in the Super Bowl. Like, I would hold, I'll hold that grudge against them, too. Like, I don't want Belichick to succeed again. That's like, not, hey, that's your guys' fault. Hold up, man. There ain't no grudge. That's your guys' fault, young man. What the fuck? <laughs> well, we gotta control something since we can't control the damn oh, memes I, anymore. We I, gotta I control get, the situation. Listen, I get why teams do it. It's just if I'm owning a team, you gotta go with the best deal. And and if that's true, with you know with Seattle, I know Seattle was the favorites for a little bit as well. But you know if, if that's true as far as you know, oh, there's conditions to a trade. Oh, then yeah, for sure, get get as much money as you can off of it. But you know, I I, I just feel like. I'm always going to have that opinion. You take the best deal wherever you get it from. Even besides division rivals, I know that's kind of, you know, iffy. You know, you don't want to see them twice a year, but um, all right, come on, bro. I don't know. If that's true what you're saying, then all right, I, I get you. I get what you're saying, but nah, fuck all that noise. I, I, don't, I don't agree. That's bad business. That's bad business. So that's why a lot of these GMs don't last because they let pride and their fucking little egos get in the way and you know, I that that I agree. It's not, that a, it's not a popular opinion, but that's just my opinion. That I agree with, but like, let's be honest. If Julio goes to the damn Patriots, they're gonna make playoffs at the very least, and that pick is not gonna be as juicy as it would be if 
if if Patriots didn't have Julio Jones. I don't know. It's just something I'm looking at it on that logistic side too. Like I said, I, I get the little, you know, fuck that. We're not sending them here. We're not sending them there. I get it. It's just, you know, that's how you lose your job. So, uh, I mean, I yeah. Like, like if this shit doesn't work out for Atlanta, like Terry's going to get the fall for it. We know this. Arthur Blake isn't going to go anywhere. You know, he's going to be there until he dies. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I want to know. know like, I, and, and one more thing. I didn't know, and you, you, you pointed this out to me. I didn't know fucking Julio didn't know Shannon, Shannon Sharp was fucking calling him. And then he said, oh, yeah, I'm on there, by the way. Like, oh, that's fucked up, bro. <laughs> I also fucked up. I know we didn't really talk about it. We did a little bit, but, like, Julio came out with it, I think, yesterday. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't know I was on TV. Like, that's fucked up, bro. Shannon Sharp to get a fine or some shit for that, because what the fuck? Yeah, he did my guy dirty, and I think that's going to hurt Shannon's <laughs> I think that's going to hurt his reputation, dude. I feel like a, a, lot, a lot of players now are kind of going to back away from Shannon Sharp. Um, obviously, no, he's Uncle Sharp. The host was like, uh, you want to let him know he's on there? Like, she knew, like, oh, shit. Oh, like, dude, because, like, yeah. I don't know. Uncle Shannon is, is, is the guy. He A lot of players look up to him and stuff, yeah. a lot of current players. But I think this this whole – dilemma that he caused with Julio. I mean, it was already brewing, but he kind of just made it worse. I think that whole situation that he put himself in there, a lot of these players, man, they're just, they're not going to hate him, but they're just going to avoid him more. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just think that's why Atlanta kind of, you know, they they played it it slow, but they already knew who they were going to give him up to. And they kind of had to just because of all the stuff that was coming out. Yeah, I think there was, prior to that video, I think... There was still some hope the Falcons might think about keeping him, um, yeah. possibly restructuring contracts with other players like Grady Jarrett and them boys. But I think once that whole phone call stuff came out, the Falcons were mm-hmm. like, all right, we got to trade him. Like, this dude literally just yeah. said on live television that he doesn't want to be here anymore. Like, yeah, we can't bullshit no more. Like, he's literally out of the <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, we can't really control what the media believes. Like, literally – he became the source and told everybody he ain't playing no more in Atlanta. Which, honestly, looking back at the video, it's sad to see. It really is. Um, however, with that being said, we could be like the Cowboys. Them boys got way more embarrassed than we did. He just didn't want to be with us anymore. With the Cowboys, like, yeah, I, I, I want to win. <laughs> I, got, I, I already know that. Like, I, just, I want to win. I'm not going to Dallas. And that just made me laugh more. Honestly, that made my day a lot better, seeing that video again with that whole statement that he said about the Cowboys. Because I don't know if you saw Skip Bayless' face when he said that. He looked like a lost little kid that was embarrassed. And, I only saw the Instagram clip. I didn't see the show, like the whole show. So Yeah, I just saw that whole five-minute clip. And, you know, Skip forced – no, he didn't force Shannon, but he encouraged Shannon to call him. And, you know, once once Julio said that, Skip's face was just – it was not pretty for him. So, I mean, I don't know. That's all I got to say about Julio stuff. I mean, I'm wishing the best. I really – I'm still going to pick him fantasy. I'm going to root the hell out of him. Oh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, not many players out there, man. You say one – one. you say their first or last name, and you already know them, a Peyton, you know, a Brady, you know, Julio. You think – when I say Julio, you already know who I'm talking about. So, it's sad. That you know, one of the generational players is is uh is not in the team anymore. But I mean, I think that's it. Um, I think that's it for this episode. Now, one more thing. Ah, uh, Mexico USA. I know Oscar's gonna listen to this and play in, but fuck, man, that was a tough game. I don't know if you saw that. It was kind of a tough pill to swallow. Um, oh, the last um, last couple minutes was uh, basic. Keep that little. 
that free kick or the goal or the penalty, but I don't know, I didn't really pay attention to it. Yeah, I mean, I was going back and forth. I mean, they just – I don't really like to throw out the luck card a lot. I think a lot of a lot of teams do get luck when they play, but damn, the USA, they fought, but they got lucky in my opinion. Um you know, they got calls their way a few times. Um, so did Mexico, but that penalty call was the, the main difference. And I, I don't think it was a penalty. Um, but, you know, Mexico stays getting screwed with penalties. So I'm not surprised at what happened. And, you know, it sucks that it happened in our hometown in Denver. But I guess congrats to the USA, whatever. They're, they, that's, they're probably going to be their only big moment for a couple of years down the road. I know they got a lot of young players, but Mexico will come back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's it. just wanted to give Oscar his flowers because I know this guy's going to be listening to this. And, and yeah, we're, they won the battle, but they will not win the war. But anything else you got to add? He'll be on soon. Uh, nah, he'll be on soon. And then actually one more thing. My boy Rod, he's a big Falcons fan too. And uh, my he was pain. talking about – What's up? How am I feel his pain? Yeah, he was like – he sent me like a poster – and they had Julio, Antonio Brown, Des Bryant, DeAndre Hopkins, and someone else I forgot. I can't think of the name. I can't think of the player. But None of them are wearing their same jerseys. Yeah, all, all that shit's outdated. So he's like, damn, bro, that's sad. He's like, you know, it sucks to say, but, you know, this day and age, if your favorite player gets drafted by your favorite team, they're not going to be on the team when they retire. And that's true. Like, like, I think fucking Tom Brady, I thought he was going to retire with this and he was the Bucks. So, I mean, yeah. he's going to play his whole career. I know he's going to retire as a Patriot. But no. His whole career as a Patriot. No what way. What are you talking he's about? He's going to sign a one day. What are you talking about? No way. No way. He's Tom sign Brady. I will bet you money he what doesn't do that. He is not going to retire a Patriot. Jesus he will. Christ. Oh, my Lord. I'm not okay. saying he's coming back for a no, year. No, I know you're I know he's talking about one-day contract. No way. Yeah. No fucking way. He's not Holy doing that. Shit. He loves, give me your money right now? He laughs at Tampa. I will, I will be glad to take pizza from you. I will be glad to take a pizza from you. A pizza. No, no. You, talk, you want to talk about pizza at work? We can do pizza. Uh, he is not doing a one-day contract. You disrespected my boy. Oh my lord! No, he's not. He's happy in Tampa Bay. He's gonna just stay retired in Tampa Bay. He's not going back to England for one day. For one day. Oh my lord! He's not gonna do that. What are you talking about? He's not gonna come back for one day. He's not. Why wouldn't he though? Why wouldn't he though? Hey, man, he fucking retired as a cold. Why wouldn't he? He's not going to because I'm telling Why you, he, he looks so happy in Tampa Bay. I feel like he put New England oh, past him. I think he just put all that past him. The whole New England stuff, he, it, it's above him now. He doesn't want to think about it anymore. You know, he's, he's moved on. He's got a new chapter in his life. He doesn't want to go back to New England and retire for a game or for a day. Sorry. He's not. I, oh, my Lord. Oh, I, you bad. guys, man. We, we'll bet. We'll get. You, you and Thomas. I bet you Thomas agrees with you. I bet you Baldelio oh, agrees yeah. with you. Julio's, here. Not, Julio's not retiring a Falcon, man. He's not retiring. No, he's not going to retire. Super Bowl, then he's going to retire a Titan. Is that what you're telling me right now? That's if, what you're saying. If we won a because Super Bowl. Because Manny won a Super Bowl in Denver, he should have retired a Bronco. But he didn't. He retired as a Colt. 
That's where his fucking roots are at. No. What are you talking about? No, wait. If, if oh, we would have if we would have won a crazy. Super Bowl, if we would have won a Super Bowl bro. that year, Julio would still not retire a Falcon. I get guarantee you. It's not Why it really? just doesn't happen. Pay Manning is somewhat is, is different. It's a whole different situation. Pay Manning loves Denver though. He I can guarantee you he pre- prefers Denver over Indianapolis. So I am surprised he did that, but no way. No way is that going to happen. I'm surprised to hear you say that, bro. Like, the fact that you're willing to admit that you're this wrong, I'm surprised. Oh, my Lord. Tom Brady is not – he's <laughs> – I'm, I'm just telling you right now. He's happy in Tampa Bay, and he's I, not going to think about – I'm not right saying here. he isn't. No, I don't – I, I, Of course he is. But I just feel like at the end of the day, he's from that era where, you know, I don't know. He's just – these new guys, it's iffy. I still think Julio's going to retire on Falcon. Mm-hmm. Like – like if Roethlisberger was on a different team, he would retire a Steeler. If Drew Brees had a better stint, so you're saying Philip? fuck him up. Well, you saying Philip Rivers is gonna go retire a Charger? Yes. What are you oh talking about? Oh my God, he's okay. We'll we'll just have to wait and see, but I can guarantee you that's not. All right, when happen. Tom Brady retires in five years, we'll have this conversation. In five you know, years, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna look like ten years from now. Kids are gonna be I playing know. football by then. Oh, I think that is it, though. I mean, we'll leave it at this that. Take a turn. I can't believe this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, people are looking at me like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Because he's not. Go tell your coworkers right now. They'll agree with me. I, I guarantee you. I don't fuck about these motherfuckers. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Like, I just feel like it's, they're still in that fucking era where if Peyton Manning would have fucking been, oh, I, I prefer Denver, he would have retired a Bronco. Like, come on, bro. You can't be like, oh, like, I don't know. If Matt Ryan leaves the Falcons, he's going to retire a Falcon. Well, like, could, I don't care if he retires a Falcon, be quite honest with you. Fucking Matt Ryan, man. But, <sighs> I just I, feel like you you have such, like, all this success with one team, you're going to retire as a member of that team for a one-day contract. Right? It's just also the way That's he left the way he left New England. It's just, it kind of was sour. It's a it's sour taste in your mouth. It, and I it's just think sour, he, but, like, I feel like I would agree with you if they weren't going to retire his number this year, which they are when he comes to, to New England. And that's different. If we're retiring numbers, that's different. But him retiring for like one day. That's still gracious enough to be like, you know what? Like, I, you know, all that bullshit aside, I'm still going to retire a member of the team. Like, I, think like, I get is... what he did. I get what he's doing in Tampa. He got a Super Bowl his first year. He led a team from last place to the, to the top. I get what you're saying. I know it's like, this new day and age where, oh, like, I, I was done wrong, and I'm not, like, I know it's different, but, like, I know Durant's not going to retire a member of the Thunder, just all that shit that happened afterwards, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's different with football, and I know it soured a little bit, but I still feel like there's that respect and that, you know, that mutual love to a certain extent. I know it's different because he's, he's still playing, but when he's done, when he hangs it up, I just feel like it's going to be a little bit different. What? I don't know. The whole retirement number, like that, I think is the. I think that's it. I think after that, Brady's gonna be okay. You know, like thank you guys, appreciate everything, New England. But you know, moved on. I'm in Tampa Bay now, and you know, I, I don't know. I I'm gonna be so glad to take your money in that one because that one's gonna be. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. You're funny, bro. I'll be, I'm telling you, I'm on a hot streak right now, and I'll, I'll, I'm glad to extend that with you. 
That's my, just my, not my friend, my brother, my co-host. I'm glad to send that <laughs> little hot chick on my whole piece. It's, it's just not his style. It's not his style, dude. It's not his style. We don't know his style. I know. Like we don't know what the fuck he's gonna do when he's retiring. When he, whenever he retires, but you know, we'll see. We'll leave right. it at that. I didn't expect this to be. All right, that's it. Well, yeah, this is this is the end of the episode, boys and girls. Thank you guys for watching. I'm gonna go ahead and let uh, my guy over here uh, close it out for us. Uh, yeah, guys, you know we appreciate it. Playoffs are going strong. We're still gonna have some. Uh, you know, we're gonna start wrapping up some NFL pods pretty soon. Um, you know, just, yeah, just stay safe out there. Make sure to follow our social medias. Um, subscribe to Sports Inferno. Stay safe, Grayson. Get your top five up. I don't like it, but it's all good. You're the homie. I fuck with y'all. I love y'all. Peace. Peace.